It's about to be year number two for UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU. What do their schedules look like? Who got the biggest advantage out of the not-so-new Big 12 teams coming into 2024 after the schedule release that we saw earlier this week? That's coming up on today's Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. You all can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find us on YouTube as well. If you find us on YouTube, like the videos, subscribe to the channel. Yesterday, we talked about the new Big 12 schools schedules, Arizona, ASU, Colorado, and Utah. Utah kind of getting the advantage there. If you go and you look at the Utes 2024 schedule, you know they have a good team, but it looks like their schedule sets up too for them to take advantage of that really good team and do well. So check out that show also, uh, once again, so leave us your thoughts on that video as well. Check that one out. Also, if you guys find us on podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, five stars in those places really does help us out. So if you all can leave us five stars, leave a review, we would greatly appreciate that. I would appreciate that. Uh, the entire team here at 365 Sports would appreciate that as well. Find us on Twitter at NWPod365. I'm at Josh Neighbors underscore as well. So we guys get my Big 12 best bets. We were 10-5-3 and three heading into the week. I think I had no for last week. I think it was 0-4 in my Big 12 best bets. Still puts us at 10-9-3 on the season. You'd like to be above 500, obviously, but we're, uh, we still are. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one bad week. So you guys can find those uh, in those places as well. I also tweeted last night we saw Bob Huggins out at the West Virginia Cincinnati game. And honestly, like people were, you know, I, people were talking about it. I commented on it, you know, and said, Hey, he was on, he was on the Cincinnati radio. I wonder what happened last time. I said I got fired. Uh, so you know, I'm not like I'm not still bitter about it. I thought it was just funny to make a joke about that, obviously. Um, but you know, interesting to see him there. And it makes a lot of sense, right? Those are two schools he coached in his Hall of Fame career. So good to see Coach Huggins out there. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's uh, you know happy, healthy, all those things uh, right now. And he was wearing a West Virginia shirt too. All right, so let's talk about the the not so new Big Twelve schools, but still newer to the Big Twelve schools. And that begins with the schedule for UCF. I want to talk about UCF schedule first because they had the best year of any of the new Big Twelve schools from this past season. They went six and six overall. They went six and or you know on the regular season six and seven after the bowl game. And their schedule is an interesting one because you know on its surface it doesn't look like it's like the most challenging in the world, but their road schedule is what's difficult. So if you ask me, roster plus coach. Which of the uh, new four, UCF, Cincy, Houston, and, and, and BYU, out of those four who I felt the best about going to 2025 uh, or 2024 this season, you know, 2024, 2025 schedule, I would tell you it's UCF. Their roster is strong. Um, you know, they got KJ Jefferson coming in, obviously. They've got playmakers still on the offensive side of the football. And they've got a coach in Gus Malzahn that I think we all – you know, respect and like it. And his offense, while sometimes gimmicky and annoying, uh, still innovative, right? Still, it's still an offense that has, that's got tentacles all over the place. Missouri runs a lot of concepts in the Gus Malzahn offense. Rhett Lashley's offense has some concepts from Gus Malzahn's, uh, you know, his teachings, if you will. And so this offense is used by a lot of coaches. It's been used by a lot of coaches to great effect. It's been used by Gus Malzahn to great effect. 
We'll see if they can this season too. Um, and, and let's look at the schedule to see, you know, where they're at. So we like the coach, obviously we like the roster, obviously. And look, there's some adjustments, especially on the defensive side of the ball. There's gonna be some adjustments, but when you look at the schedule and you look at that first month, all right. So August, New Hampshire, they've got Sam Houston. There should be two wins. They've then got TCU on the road and then Colorado at home. So we're looking at potentially what could be, what should be a three in one month for the UCF Knights. So they can split TCU and Colorado in whichever way they want to do it. I think obviously beating Colorado at home would be the easiest. You're looking at a pretty good situation here for the Horn for, uh, for the Knights, right? The challenge for them throughout the entire schedule, I like going by block, you know, they have a chance for a good start. The issue for them is they've got some really challenging road games and the last month of the schedule looks to be very, very difficult, right? So you look throughout at TCU, tough game, at Florida, tough game, at Iowa State, tough game, uh, at Arizona State, not sure how, the, how tough that game will be. And at West Virginia, we know it's going to be a tough game if West Virginia is anything like they were this year, right? So you've got five road games here, four of which look very challenging, right? You've got TCU, uh, you know, and both these schools are used to playing in the heat, but TCU in September, you've got Florida in early October. And look, Florida is going to be starved for victories this year because their schedule is so damn hard. Iowa State, we know Jack Trice is not a place teams just walk into and win. ASU, once again, that's a wait and see situation, but hey, it's it's still your um, you know, it's still a very difficult game. And then West Virginia on the road, uh, you know, in November too, is gonna be a difficult game. Also, you take into account that look at this back stretch, this last six games that they have, all right, at Iowa State on October 19th, hard. BYU at home, not like unbelievably challenging. We know BYU can give teams problems. Arizona at home, it's good you play them at home. It's nice, right? Still a good team, though. Arizona State on the road, it's a road game. West Virginia on the road, we didn't mention that. And then Utah. So, Holy War, final week of the season and Friday night. So, it's not impossible, but they do play really good teams. The good news is, in that back stretch, the two best teams, at least from a 2023 how did you perform perspective? Arizona and Utah are both going to be at home and they're both going to be making their first trips to you. Oh, I said, Holy War. I'm talking about BYU, uh, um, BYU, Utah is a Holy War. Um, Utah, UCF, the U battle, if you will. Uh, you know, on Friday, actually, that's a pretty fun setting for that game. And look, I think there could be some Big 12 title implications on the line in that contest for sure. So I like. The schedule for UCF from the, hey, who's coming to your house? Sam Houston, New Hampshire, nice. Colorado, that should be a win. Cincinnati, that also should be a win. BYU, that should be a win based off last year. Arizona and Utah are going to be two tough games. If you can split those at home, let's just say, you know, you go one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven home games. Let's say if they rattle off a six and one at home, and they can manage a two and three on the road, an eight win season for UCF and KJ Jefferson and Gus Malzahn, you're trending in the right direction. That's going to be a challenge. Once again, they do have to get some stuff cleaned up defensively, but 
I definitely can look at this schedule and see an eight-win UCF night team in 2024. I think that is possible. I don't think that is crazy to say. That gets me to the next team, Houston, which is really intriguing. All right, let's just actually let's let's bounce. Uh, let's go to Cincinnati because they're right here, so we can do that. Let's go Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The thought I had of the schedule is it's a schedule. Like it's it's a pretty not milk toast schedule, but it's a schedule. Four and zero is possible with this schedule. Towson Pitt at Miami of Ohio and Houston. Towson. Uh, I have not seen. You know, I don't know much about them, but you know, you should be able to beat Towson. Pitt. You beat them last year at Pitt, so that makes me think that you could beat them again this time at home. But we'll see where Pitt is. Miami of Ohio on the road. They got you last year, right? They beat you last year in overtime. You should be able to go there and get a win, though. And then Houston comes to you. And while I like Houston's roster and most likely Houston's coach in year number one more than yours, you are still at home in that game. And if you can create a tough environment and, and things are rolling well, you could be 4-0. You really could be 4-0. thing about this year was, Cincinnati was looking at a potentially 3-0 right in the face, and they bottled it, right? They completely screwed it up with the way that they played against Miami of Ohio, mostly because they weren't that good of a team. But we'll see how things are progressing for them on the offensive side of the ball. They can hold things down on defense, too. I feel like their offensive inconsistencies made things more challenging on the defensive side of things. It's a team that's going to go transfer portal very very heavy in my opinion. Uh, and also, you know, that, that, that first part of the month, you know, that, that could set up well for you because once you get to that middle four games at tech at UCF ASU and at Colorado, look out folks, that's going to be hard. That's going to be a very, very hard, hard thing to manage that. Um, and that's your first trip to Colorado as well. So you've got, you know, you've got three teams or, you know, uh, three teams in the road, right? Tech UCF, uh, and, and Colorado, we'll see where Colorado is at that point. And then that last month for, for Cincinnati is really hard. West Virginia at home, at Jack Trice and Iowa State, and at K-State as well as TCU. Especially, I mean, this is a team that's got back-to-back -back road Big 12 games on two separate occasions, and both sets of those road games are against teams that were in bowl games last year, right? They were quality. And honestly, you know, K-State probably expects to be in that same range, Iowa State, I'm not saying I expect them to be better, but they had a bunch of guys who were just learning last year how to play certain positions. And at the most important position, Rocco Beck, their quarterback, was just learning how to play at this level, at the college level in general. And looks like he is going to be, I'm not going to say all the way and say he's going to be a star, but looks like he is going to be a big time factor. We talk about the top QBs in this league moving forward. So winnable games, yes. Towson, Pitt, Miami of Ohio, Houston at home, ASU at home, West Virginia at home, TCU at home. Your hardest home game is, you know, from a how did you perform last year perspective is West Virginia, right? That's a good thing for you. But how much better are you than you were last year? How much better are you? And are you going to be challenging for wins on the road? Can you go places and take it to teams and threaten teams? I'm not sure about that. Let's talk about the Houston Cougars schedule. It's year number one for Willie Fritz there. And boy, is this a really, really 
challenging schedule, in my opinion. Uh, it's got a, it's the, the meat to it's just it's just it's a murderer's row. So you've got UNLV and Oklahoma in the beginning. Those are going to be I mean, UNLV was good last year at OU. Obviously, will be a challenge. Rice and at Cincinnati. So once again, we'll see where you're at. But this stretch in the middle, guys, is is what I'm talking about. I mean, they go from late September all the way through November 16th, playing teams that were, uh, you know, that are that were Power Five, like or like you know, they were not moved up like uh, Houston did. They have got Iowa State at TCU at Kansas, Utah and K State both at home at Arizona. So good news is you're playing good schools like Iowa State, Utah, and K-State all in your own gym, if you will, right on your home field. Um, but you're still going to TCU. You're still going to Kansas. You're still going to Arizona. Uh, I like where the buys come, though. Like where the buys come. Notice between TCU and Kansas, there is a buy. Between K-State and at Arizona, there is a buy. So before you take on two stretches that are tough, because look, uh, you know, you've got, you know, a three-game stretch of at KU, Utah, and K-State. That's hard. And your final three games is at Arizona, BYU, uh, Baylor, and then at BYU, challenging as well. You've got breaks. I think the roster is going to be good. I think, I think, you know, I think uh, like relative to what we expect, I think Willie Fritz is a really good coach. I'm just trying to find the six wins. And if you beat UNLV rice and let's see, I mean, Baylor, I guess that puts you at four and you get two on the road. You need to win at Cincinnati and you win at TCU. So as it looks now, I look, I was, I was actually up on, on Houston last year. I, I, I think I said, take the over on their wins. And I stand by that. I mean, I think Houston should have gone over on their win total last season. Uh, let's see. They end up at four and eight, I think. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, they had the uh, going against Baylor was great last second win there too. Uh, but they should have beaten rice and rice puts them at, you know, the over under was four and a half. Uh, this team, I feel like they should have been better than it was. And uh, the Texas game too, they could have won. Um, you know, they should have had the ball late in that game with a chance, but uh, I'll tell you, man, the schedule, the schedule looks tough. The schedule looks tough because of just that, that meat of it. And that's the one thing that these schools, these programs are going to have to learn with is how to deal with the grind because a lot of them did not deal with the grind really well last year. You know, BYU completely after a five, one start, five and two start, whatever it was, just completely cratering down the backstretch and not being super competitive in some of those games. So that is what they have to manage. The BYU Cougars are also going to have to manage that. They have a red hot start to their schedule. Their first month features three road games, folks. And they're playing good programs in all of those road games, okay? They have got uh, Southern Illinois at home, so nice. You better take advantage of that while you, while you can. Then they've got at SMU at Wyoming. Now, Craig Bowles is retired, so you've got that advantage. But also a SMU Friday night and then at Wyoming Saturday. That, that's that's you know, next Saturday. That's it's still a challenge. Then you come home for K-State, and you're at Baylor. I mean, you are playing four ostensibly you're challenging games and Baylor we'll see, but like those are types of games that Baylor bears in 2024 have to win. If Dave Aranda is going to keep his job. And then you look at this middle stretch. They're another, they're another team that's got a really tough, just heart of the schedule. All right. After that Baylor game, they do get a buy. They get two home games, Arizona at home, 
Oklahoma State at home. You got to split those. They have UCF on the road. They have Utah on the road. Then they've got Kansas at home before things let up with Arizona State and then also Houston. So things do break for them just a bit, all right, at, at the very end of the season. But, I mean, this is not one where you're picking out victories. They will be dogs. Let's see. Uh, so they don't know why they should be a favorite. SMU on the road, they'll be a dog. Uh, Wyoming, Wyoming on the road, we'll see. K-State at home, I would say dog, uh, given what we know now. At Baylor, still probably dog. Home against Arizona and Oklahoma State. They can win one of those. We, we, we know they can win one of those. Uh, Houston at home later in the season, they'll you know, be favorites. Like They're probably favorites in four or five of their games next year. They're going to need to win some games they're not supposed to if they want to get to six wins. But still, you know, one of these schools will do it. I'm not trying to poo-poo all of them. Uh, UCF was the one I was most high about. And I think one of these schools will obviously surprise. Somebody always does surprise. Um, but uh, on its surface, I have a tough time seeing them do it, especially if they get off to a one and two start. A two and two start, you can survive. Uh, you know, if we, if we get to you know one and two, well, two and one starts what you really want here. If we can get Wyoming, you're in a good sh- you're in good shape. At SMU could be tough. They return a lot of that team from last year. It's going to be tough. Uh, SMU is pouring some, I mean, they're in the ACC now, right? But, uh, they're pouring a lot of resources into that football program and, and, and where they're at now. So I think that could, you know, that looks to be a incredibly challenging contest, um, on the road. But if you can make it through that first month, they play five games a month. I break it up by four. Normally it's just the way my brain works. Um, if you can make it three and two out of the month, you're, you're feeling pretty good, but, uh, I don't know if it will be what we'll the see. All right, uh, some quick notes on Big 12 basketball from last night. We did have two games. We had, let's see, do to do. We had Baylor 77, UCF 69. Baylor rallies in this game. It was Langston Love who had the big effort. 24 points for him off the bench, 6 of 11 shooting. He was 5 of 9 from 3. Also grabbed 7 boards on the evening. That's the nice thing. They just have guys who can take over games. And so him taking the game over was big. They also took care of the basketball as well. Uh, only nine turnovers on the evening to 16 the other way around. And also they shot 25 free throws. UCF only shot seven. So that was a big key because UCF had a good shooting night. Uh, they like to grind you out, play a slower pace. Baylor likes to get up and down, obviously. But the shooting numbers were close enough to where Baylor made their hay at the free throw line. And they're down six to halftime plus 14 second half. So an explosive Great offensive second half has the Baylor Bears back on track. Not giving up on them. They're not dead. They need to go on the road and take care of business. They did that. I was impressed by the way Baylor did so. And then West Virginia, 69-65 over Cincinnati. The one thing I want to mention about this, and a really great game. I mean, Edwards was, you know, a fantastic night from Jesse Edwards, uh, who they got, you know, Syracuse. He had four seasons there and comes over to West Virginia, uh, they're a big man and has done a, you know, has done a very good job for them. You could argue he's been there, you know, with, I know Raekwon battle didn't play to start off the year, argue he's been their best player. Uh, and so just have, kind of that big night from him inside really propelled them to a big second half and the win and their defense was really strong too. West Virginia for all of their early season struggles, they've, they've just kind of settled into being like a lower tier big 12 team. And I thought we, you know, we thought, they could be a basement dweller. But right now, guys, West Virginia is tied with UCF um, or tied with Houston. They're 
Cincinnati or say Houston, uh, Texas are tied with Cincinnati. I mean, they're not the worst team in the league. Now they're tied for like second to last, but there's four teams there and they've beaten Cincinnati. They have beaten Texas. So the one thing that we know, uh, you know, the one thing that we do know about West Virginia is it's going to be hard to beat them on their home floor. Right. We know that K-State was able to do it, but Texas fell victim. Kansas fell victim. Cincinnati fell victim. Another chance against BYU on Saturday. Uh, tough game. BYU looked pretty good last week. Uh, so we'll see if they can do that. Well, the full preview coming up on tomorrow's show. All right. That will do it for us today. Make sure you find us on Twitter slash X at NWPod365. You all can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks, till next time, see ya.